And I want to thank again my man Showtime Sean Porter for filling in for me Friday while I was in Houston at the ALCS. Nicely done, Showtime, and also Stevie Slapshot as well for filling in for me last Wednesday and Thursday. And I'll be doing that again coming up on Friday, so I'll be making my way to Houston for the World Series Games 1 and 2, Friday and Saturday, travel day on Sunday, and the series will shift to Philadelphia for Games 3, 4, and 5, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday off day, back in Houston, Friday, Saturday, if necessary, Games 6 and 7. Nunchuck, you got all that? Did you write that down? I you, have. I've had it. schedule? I've had it since they announced it. You've got it etched in stone? Yes. Since you knew that I'd be going a long God. time ago. That's why I'm pushing you to go to 4. You, go to 4. You, you want me to go on the road, go too? Go 4 or 5. Just You're so mean. You're so mean. That's it. it no, it's, it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing for you. Yeah. I'm 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 very happy with with being able to go to the home games. Feel very comfortable in that ballpark. Home games are lovely. Such a little and I ba- such a little baby. Eighty degrees, all because of the weather. And, and, all because of the weather. Eighty degrees and a roof. There I it mean, is. it's like seventy in here, and you're wearing. A I do like. I, I, I get you. I do like Philly. I do like Philly. It was a little chilly this morning when I put it, the sweatshirt it was on. Really cold. This yeah, yeah, really, really. Like, what was it? Fifty-eight. That's really cold. That's really cold. Oh, jeez. All right. Our next guest knows a thing or two about the cold because he resides from Chicago. And tonight we'll be watching a game in New England in Foxborough between the Bears and the Patriots. Chuck Esposito joins us from over at Red Rock, where I know that Chuck's got a nice polo on right now. Probably a Bears polo at that. What's going on, my man? Hey, team. I'm doing good, buddy. Uh, no Bears polo. I agree. I thought it was a little chilly this morning. I have a sweater on. But, uh, you, see? you know, got a little bit of a cold weather game tonight. A little Patriots-Bears, a little throwback. Belichick tied with George Hallis can uh, become the second winningest coach with a win here. And, uh, man, you look at the AFC East. Everybody talked about the AFC West when the season started, T. But a win here by the Patriots and all four teams in the AFC West or in the AFC East at above 500. This is true. This is true. All right, give me some thoughts uh, about tonight's game. Again, it's the Bears. It's the Patriots. Patriots around a eight-point favorite in this game. Chuck, where's the money coming in at? You know, we, we opened the game eight and a half T. It dipped down to eight, back to eight and a half now. I think there's a much better chance that it goes to nine. Um, then it goes down. About 75% of the tickets are on the Patriots. Um, last time an NFC North team came into Foxborough was the Detroit Lions with a much more potent offense, a good running game, young wide receivers. Jared Goff had been playing well at that point. And guess what? The Lions were shut out. Um, the Bears don't have a very potent offense. Got into the red zone inside the five three times against uh, the Commanders when they last played on a Thursday night. Had came away with zero points. Uh, it's a bear offense that really struggles right now against a Patriot team that's trending the other way. It looks like it might be Mac Jones tonight getting the start. You have to wonder how long if he struggles or has some rust before they go to Bailey Zappi. But betters are definitely backing the Patriots tonight in this one. As I said, uh, over 75% of the tickets are on the Patriots tonight at home. I do like the Patriots in this game, but it still just feels strange, Chuck, to lay eight and a half or nine points with potentially Bailey Zappi. Now, I know that he's actually been pretty good. And again, you know, Mac Jones is still a youngster, like you said, coming off an injury here. But yeah, it's hard to basically lay two scores with Bailey Zappi in this this Patriots, uh, you know, team, even though, you know, defensively, I feel pretty confident with him. Well, 
Well, it could be Mac Jones. You know, there's a possibility yeah, right. it's going to be Mac Jones. And it probably right? will be Mac Jones from the more that we're hearing right yeah. now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I think you just look at, you know, the Patriot defense. Um, the Patriots asked their quarterback not to go out and throw 400 yards, not have these massive shootout-type games. The quarterback position, if it's Mac Jones, if it's Bailey Zappi, it's, it's to manage the game and don't turn it over. You're going to get Damian Harris back tonight, so with Stevenson and Harris, you can control clock, you can run the ball. The Bears almost have to play a mistake-free game. I mean, we're we're Bear fans on our side of the counter. I'm going to hope that they can keep it close and hope that the, the extra preparation time after that loss to the Commanders was somewhat of a wake-up call because they outplayed Washington that night. I think you're the first team in the Super Bowl era to have three drives of 60 yards or longer that resulted in you going in, getting inside the five for four straight plays and coming away with zero points on all three drives. So, I mean, maybe you can hang your hat on that a bit. I think if you're a Bear fan, you're looking for just some positive signs out of Justin Fields. Uh, Henry will play in this game, um, you know, after being traded earlier in the season from the Patriots. He'll have an opportunity to play in this game. Um, I just don't know if the Bear offense can do enough. Um, Patriots might not score 30 points, but they might not have to to cover this number because I'm not sure the Bear offense, again, can do enough. Yet with Montgomery and, and Khalil Herbert, they can run somewhat, but I really think Fields needs to play a pretty good game tonight to keep this one close low total this one to 40 and a half and it does have the makings for everything you just described chuck as uh being an under tonight uh as well too any movement in the total at all for you very minimal in the total t actually seeing kind of good two-way action there it's crept up just a tiny bit i think it's more that it's a, a prime time game and an isolated game although we haven't seen that many of those games go over this year. The trend has been uh, over 65% toward the under, where that usually isn't the case. Um, but there, there's a little bit more over money, but really kind of trending at two-way right now in the total. Chuck Esposito joins us at Red Rock. Raiders win yesterday, but we know we had we talked to you last week. The Sharps were going to be on the Texans, public on the Raiders. Is that pretty much how it turned out? I think it was more just public money on the uh, on the Raiders tee. Um, you know, we had over 80% of the tickets on the Raiders. I think they were the second highest ticket count yesterday. And, and usually it, it, it's, a, it's good for the other side of the counter. Um, the guests do well when the Raiders win, they cover, and the game goes over. So when you look at the afternoon slate of games yesterday, um, probably our biggest game of the day overall, uh, and maybe the best Raider game of the year so far for the betters as they won their second game. Uh, Raiders cover, Raiders money line, Raiders over, all really good for the guests on the other side of the counter. Kansas City destroyed the 49ers yesterday, Chuck, even though they found, they found themselves down 10 nothing, and then they really turned it up uh, in the fourth quarter. Kansas City closed, I believe, as a one-point favorite. Talk a little bit about that game, and uh, where was the money on that? Well, you know, early action was on the Niners, and I think after the McCaffrey trade, you saw that a little bit more. Um, both teams were coming off a loss of San Francisco, that surprising loss at Atlanta. Kansas City maybe not so surprising against Buffalo. I'm not really worried about Kansas City, T. I think at 5-2 and two right now, they are still on a collision course with Buffalo. They're the two best teams in the AFC. They're head and shoulders above anybody else, those two teams right now. The big deciding factor would be is that if everything played out the way it should, man, Orchard Park would be hosting the AFC Championship game. Really tough place to play with Bill's Mafia for anybody. But I think when you look at the NFC and you look at the Niners right now, who are 
you know, they've lost two in a row. They're three and four. They made that big trade. They don't have a lot of draft picks over the next few years. Um, that was a huge game, um, I think, for them to lose. Uh, so the Niners kind of have to right the ship pretty quickly. Um, they're playing in a division where Seattle is four and three, which is a big surprise, and the Rams three and three. But the Niners play at the Rams next Sunday. They've owned the Rams. I think they've won five or six straight, um, excluding the playoff game, which they lost. Uh, but I think next week's game for the for the 49ers is huge because a loss there gives them three straight losses and three and five, uh, which is going to make it a little bit tougher, I think, both in the NFC West and the wild card. Um, but overall, we saw a lot of Niner love yesterday in that game against the Chiefs. You talk about the Niners losing two in a row. Well, the Packers now are really sliding, Chuck. Uh, and I know a lot of people, including myself, you look at that a four-point line against Washington, you think, okay, this is uh, the bounce-back game for Green Bay. But they just don't have it right now, especially offensively. They lose the game outright to the Commanders. Uh, how much money did you guys have on Green Bay? Let's just say being from Chicago and being born <laughs> and raised a Bears fan that I do have the box of tissue out right now for, for all the cheeseheads and, and for Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, I, I'm really upset that they, they've lost three in a row. Um, but uh, uh, Stop, Bears. Um, they don't look like the same team. Um, you know, you, you heard Rodgers after not this past loss, but the loss the week before, kind of say he thought they needed to simplify things, which the coach disagreed with. They're the biggest underdog, I think, in Rodgers' career um, when they play on Sunday Night Football against Buffalo. And it is an awfully tough place to play. They could be looking at four straight losses. They've already lost a game to Minnesota. Um, they're not a good football team right now, T. They've really struggled a lot. Um, you know, they got beat the last three weeks. You talk about losses to the Giants, losses to the Jets. Granted, they're both playing really well and a loss to the Commanders. It's a Packer team that's reeling. Um, I think they're going to be active. I think they're going to try to, to help Rodgers um, and get him a wide receiver at the deadline. If it's Elijah Moore, if it's Kendrick Bourne, if it's a Chase Claypool, if they really go out and somehow are able to package a number of picks together for a DJ Moore, although Carolina said he's untouchable right now, um, I think Green Bay becomes one of the most active teams at the trade deadline. And I'm going to say the two guys that are odds-on favorite are Brandon Cooks from the Texans or Chase Claypool from the Steelers. Yeah, I agree. And that's really not been their M.O. in years past. Uh, but, again, a little bit different regime now. We'll see if they um, you know, go after a veteran wide receiver. But I would imagine, Chuck, that there's a lot of people that bet Green Bay, and you probably had them on teasers as well as uh, straight bets uh, yesterday against the Commanders. T, there's no question when you get you know, Green Bay to have lost their third straight game and Tampa their second straight, and these teams are losing outright that are, that are both really public teams that are heavily bet, and as you mentioned, tied in teasers, money lines, parlays, parlay cards, that those games were good for us. There was a number of games, as I mentioned earlier, that were really good for the guests on the other side. But, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Packers are one of those teams, I think, coming into the season, we knew it would be a little bit more uh, – would be tougher in the NFC North of Minnesota – but everybody expected it's still Rodgers. He signed this new deal. But you think about, you know, with Randall Cobb being out for the year now, Watkins being banged up a little bit, um, you know, Lazard being banged up a little bit. You're, you're sitting there with young wideouts, with Watson, who's also hurt. 
Um, Dobbs, I think they have to go out and make that move this year. Um, and I think they're going to have to go out and get a big-time wide receiver to kind of try to right the ship a little bit um, because this offense is just really struggling um, at this point. If you take away that pick six that Heineke had thrown, I mean, it's, it's a commander team that would have had a double-digit lead basically the entire game yesterday. Have you ever heard Chuck Esposito talk about the Packers was so giddy. He was so giddy talking about the Packers. <laughs> it's yeah. passion. Yeah. It, it, it's their passion, though. I love it. I love it. Other games that were pivotal for the books yesterday? You know, we, we talked about some of the big games. Um, the games that really were, were good for the guests were, you know, the way that the Bengals, the Bengals have seemed to kind of got over that Super Bowl hangover a bit and are playing so much better right now. You look at Burrow and Chase and, and Higgins and Boyd, they're playing really good with, with two straight wins, uh, winning four of their last five. Uh, the Cowboy game, although it wasn't pretty, um, you know, the four turnovers by Detroit was really bad. Um, that was a really good game. The betters back the Browns a little bit as well. And kind of like I said earlier, outside of the, the two big money line plays that we won, guessed it really well on, on the Titans, the, the Cowboys, the, the Bengals, um, and, and the Browns, all either winning or covering their games. Um, so kind of a mixed bag just a bit. But, uh, hey, that's been pro football so far. When you look at, you know, some of these divisions, you've got teams that are, you know, right hovering around 500 or a game above 500. Um, look at the NFC NFC South right now, T. I mean, every team is below 500. And if you think about the NFC West, I don't think anybody has a ticket on the Seattle Seahawks to win the West. Right. Um, you know, they trade Russell Wilson. It looks to be a fire sale earlier in the season. Total rebuild job. Yet you've got the Niners and Cardinals at three and four. Rams at three and three. And Geno Smith. The Seattle Seahawks and Kenny Walker, who had the fastest touchdown run in the league so far this year, sit at four and three, and they host a banged-up Giant team that'll be paying, playing their second game on the road, second straight game on the road. So it's a Seahawks team that quasi, you know, mid-season, eight eight week, could be five and three when we chat next Monday. Geno Smith MVP, look out! <laughs> All right, Chuck, World Series, baby, here we go. Astros, Phillies, give us the series price. What do you got? I think it's great. You know, I, I I think the Astros are a team that most people thought would be there. Best record in the American League. You know, they've got the pitching, um, have, have, you know, swept the Yankees in four games. No big surprise. They won, you know, both the, um, you know, the, the, the divisional series and the championship series kind of in straight games. Um, this Philly team, a wild card team, make the managerial change. A couple kids from Vegas, which is, uh, you know, super exciting. And they can flat out hit. I think going in, the knock on the Phillies was Dombrowski had, had built a team of not great fielders, not great pitching, but a team that could flat-out hit. They've started to get some of the other stuff in the other two categories right now. So although the Astros are a little bit above a 9-5 to favorite, I think the Phillies are live. I think they're going to get some love as well. And I think you're going to see some runs scored when these two teams play. All right. Uh, Astros minus 190. Phillies a plus 170. Uh, that's uh, pretty much uh, the price uh, of this series. So we're looking forward to that. All right. Great place to watch the game tonight. To get over to Red Rocker and the Station Casino Properties. Always fun there. The STN mobile app at the palm of your hands. The kiosks are there. The food options are in all of the Station Casino's properties. The big screens. Just a great place to watch and wager on the games. Can I get a witness? Chuck? 
absolutely, buddy. <laughs> All right, brother. We appreciate it. And, uh, you know, root hard for your Bears. But, uh, you know, don't be too disappointed tomorrow morning, my friend. Maybe you might need the Kleenex. <laughs> I might, buddy. <laughs> I, I'm sure that, you know, a Bear win tonight would be a little shocking. But, yeah. hey, I'm still a fan. We're going to need him tonight. So, go Bears. There you go, brother. Appreciate it as always, Chuck. Thank you very much. All right, buddy. Take care. Talk to you soon. You got it. There he is. Check Esposito over at Red Rock. I want to thank Chris Bazio for joining us, talking a little Major League Baseball, the postseason, the World Series. Sam Gordon from the Las Vegas Review-Journal talking about the Raiders' victory uh, yesterday as well, too. And plus, again, you got a chance to hear from Josh McDaniels, Josh Jacobs, and Derek Carr post-game yesterday, the Raiders 38-20 win. All right, T.C. Martin saying so long. We'll back out again tomorrow. A terrible Tuesday edition. Plus, we have World Series previews all week long. Great guest lineups, of course, including my man Mattress Mac, who will be joining us on Wednesday as we talk about Mac potentially winning $75 million. Mattress Mac and me, we've got the Astros. But my ticket will not nearly be for that. I hope. All right. Thanks for joining us. Miss any part of the show, go to the website. Check it all out at tcmartinshow.com. The interviews, they're all up there. Current, past, featured, there, and everything else we got right there. Have yourself a good one. We reconvene tomorrow at 2.